Hello, greetings, and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. I'm Jeff, and guess who's here? It's Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. <laughs> Richard and Michael debate and deliberate a variety of topics, and this time around, it is non-major sports. What does that even mean? Um, so I defined, and this was my topic, Yeah. so I defined non-major sport as basically, here's how I look at it. If you can walk into a bar, a sports bar, and you can expect, reasonably expect to see that sport on TV there, then it's probably a major sport. Okay. Like if there's a big hockey match, a Stanley Cup playoffs or something, you're going to see a hockey match on the TV at your local sport, Buffalo Wild Wings. Same thing with a soccer match, obviously football, baseball, basketball. Um, so these are more the ones that either aren't on television or even if they are on television, they're not something that you would see at a sports bar most of the time. Okay. Okay. I did. I, right. I did a little bit of sourcing. I went to a few different um, websites, like like uh, Google News or like um, Yahoo Sports, and I looked at all the different categories that they had at top: uh, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, golf, race car, tennis, boxing mm -hmm. slash MMA. And I figured those are the ones that people are getting paid millions of dollars to play. Those are the mm -hmm. ones, like Richard said, are going to be on your sports bar. You're going to be able to see them on like ESPN. We're we're into like the ESPN Ocho side of things, right? Yeah, yeah basically. This is this is very right. Ocho esque. This is you have to be like a sicko to like really really be into watching this stuff and following it. So I'm excited. All right. Well, uh, let's let that enthusiasm carry you into your first choice. What is your first choice, Mike? Uh, my first choice is bowling, because oh. Ah, I, I love bowling, but God help me. The only time I'm watching it is when I was the age of uh, maybe seven to 11. And I was disappointed that bowling was on TV when cartoons were not on Saturday morning. <laughs> and like, there's no real, there's no real reason to watch bowling. There's no real reason to go to a bowling match and have tickets to it. Bowling yeah. is fun to do at 10 o'clock at night with a bunch of friends. It's, uh, I, it takes a lot of skill. I'm not saying it's, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like, oh, you can't be a professional at, you can't be skilled at it. I'm saying that, that like, it is not in the top tier of like sports, not in the top tier of like, it's just not, you know, it's exciting to get a strike. It's not exciting to watch a pro professional bowler bowl a strike because they yeah. should be able to, right? I like what prevents them it's the lane pattern. It's the lane patterns, Michael. I see. Well, the oil, the oil, the oil patterns that are on the lane that can be especially tricky to to figure out during the course of a mm -hmm. a game. Do you remember a few hmm. years ago, Richard? We talked about a bunch of like improvements to sports, and I had like, yeah. I had, like a bunch of like nonsense. Bowling should have major improvements where the where like a, at a baseball field like at a stadium, like, you know, the outfield's a little bit different from stadiums. Like the infield is the same, right? 90 feet, 90 feet. But like the mm -hmm. outfield, the walls are different. Same thing with bowling now. I've just decided bowling should have, you have to go to a certain lane and it's crazy. Like things go oh. off to one direction. You have to like, uh, it's it gets bigger or gets smaller or like the pins are maybe like stacked in a different way. Let's. So like let's a mini golf course, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they through a windmill. 
they fixed golf. They fixed water golf feature. to, to mini yeah. golf. They made it better, although it hasn't really caught on as like a major sport. They fixed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bowling. I like it. Um, I, as, as I think we have discussed, was something of a of a, a skilled bowler in my youth. Yeah. Before I, before I honked my shoulder up. Um, <laughs> and so I did watch bowling on TV. And I followed all your Earl Anthony's and your Dick Webber's and your Mike Roth's and, and, and who, what have you. And I would, it was a port, a port, appointment television for me as someone who played the sport to be able to watch the professionals and see what they were doing and try to get tips and tricks from them. Now, granted, see, there is a same see what I'm talking oh, about. There's another strike. Oh, yeah. yep. There's another strike. Oh, he may left the 10 pin. I wonder if he's going to, yeah, he picked that up. <laughs> a little bit different than watching us at local Yahoo's at the uh, bowling, at the Lucky Strike bowling yeah. alley, where even getting the in for me anymore, just get, hitting the one pin is an achievement. See, Jeff, I set him up. This is the sicko I was talking about at the top of the show. <laughs> right here. Well, I love the idea of what would make it better. Like if they were actually kind of two bowlers were bowling at the same time, either mm. with each other, along parallel or facing each other. They facing could each other would be good. Yeah. Uh, what is, I mean, is bocce <laughs> interesting or is um, other things that are kind of bowling? Well, lawn darts, lawn darts would be interesting, but those. Oh, yeah. Damn liberals took the uh, all the fun out of it. Yeah. But with their kids keep getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Lawn darts kill people. P- people don't wait. No, wait. People kill people. Lawn darts don't. Kill lawn people. darts don't it's kill a, people. It's a bump exactly. Yeah. I do. Uh, I do like these extra sickos that get into like candle pin bowling. Oh God! <laughs> Super extra sickos right there. Where like the Dunkin' we, the Dunkin' Donuts bowling. It's all yeah, regional, <laughs> regional sicko. Yeah, yeah. Like we're like we're in a bowling, but make it smaller and crappier. Okay, I can do that. We don't have enough space for for like the lane to be an extra foot bigger or the ball. You don't have this infrastructure. No. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys are weird. It's the Northeast, so of course they're weird. They got to make it wicked hard. <laughs> Do you think, uh, I'm really kind of intrigued by this because bowling used to be a much bigger sport in the U.S. Like a much more, like when the accordion was considered like a fun instrument, like in the 60s and 50s, the bowling was considered to be kind of a big deal. And that was considered to be what, God, I guess like fitness was for a lot of people. That might be the only exercise they would get is going to an alley. And it was a a family exercise, a family activity Mm -hmm. too in an era where, something to do with the whole family was not mm-hmm. necessarily wasn't necessarily popular. Yeah. So it was something that was affordable that you could do on a Saturday. It was indoors. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter what the weather is, you know? Um, yeah. Ticked off, ticked off a lot of the boxes for, for the boomer generation for what would, what would make sense for them to, to have fun. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, maybe, you know, maybe that is something we can brainstorm over the rest of the episode is how, how to fix it. Because it seems like uh, something like, say, boxing, when compared with MMA, is starting to kind of fade in um, its esteem, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if they, if there is a more uh, um, maybe hands on, more, uh, I don't know, 
some, maybe there's an MMA version of bowling that we can kind of figure out. So, all right, uh, Richard, what's your first? My first choice is the uh, one of the fastest growing sports in the country. It is disc golf. Oh, okay. Don't call it frisbee golf. Whatever you do, <laughs> you want to get disc golfers angry? Call it frisbee golf. It's not a frisbee. It's a disc. Oh, yeah, it's smaller and it's thinner. It's not like a big fat frisbee. Can you roll um, a joint on it? Yes. Can you can you separate the twigs from seeds? You can you, <laughs> you, 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 you can you can roll it up and you can smoke it, Jeff. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so disc golf in during the pandemic, uh, I find this fascinating that when people weren't able to go out and do sports activities with other people, they were looking for things that they could do outdoors and by themselves that were still sports and fun. And disc golf became one of the big um, beneficiaries of this because it's something that you can go out to, you know, most disc golf courses are at a local park. They're free. Um, and it's something that you can go out by yourself and get a nine holes in, in like an hour. So during the pandemic, there was this huge boom in the number of people playing disc golf and the number of people watching professional disc golf. The viewership numbers for some of these pre-recorded or live broadcasts of these professional disc golf events just skyrocketed to the point where several of the top pros are now making, uh, like Paul McBeth, for example, who's won the world championship six times. He's now, he, a couple of years ago, signed a $10 million 10-year endorsement contract with his, with his uh, disc manufacturer. Wow. I mean, people are becoming disc golf millionaires off of this. I do, I, I do hope that the manufacturer of his, his discs is fris, the Frisbee brand. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, whammo. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope that whoever are these people that are that, you know, shooting themselves in the foot to distance themselves from uh oh yeah uh yeah it's 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 frisbee oh yeah it's frisbee makes all this do they have to wear is how often does he do the do the announcers have to say during the presentation of said event where they're not stoned right now because i just assume everybody (laughs) out there is just (laughs) just stoned off their ass you've got uh, this mix of guys who i'm positive are stoners yeah and then these kind of more preppy kind of guys mm-hmm. that like who who look like more like they're just ball golfer golfers who got confused and wandered okay. onto the wrong course so that's sort of there there's like a there's definitely a delineation between the two the, the stoners and the non-stoners yeah if you will. but really- yeah ab- absolutely it's it, it falls into the hacky sack world yeah. of sports that you will do while stoned much like bowling yeah. is a sport you will do when drunk, and you can you can add billiards or darts or things like that to it. Mm-hmm. This would be a stoner sport. It uh, totally a, seems I, like. Now, Richard, you've done a little bit of this, right? Yes, I have, and I can I can I can sadly inform you that I was ridiculously sore by the end of playing around. Oh sure, I uh, I have um, in the last decade I have uh, done one round of like a real golf course and like for five days like my entire body was like falling apart like it just (laughs) everything stopped like everything stopped working my arms my hips my back everything just my leg everything so um uh, i have a question about equipment now yeah i don't watch a lot so i'm gonna mock this a little bit are there different 
discs for different like do you have one that you're trying to throw 500 yards yes and then do you have yes, one that you're is. trying to basically putt with yes you have a putter you have your mid ranges and you have your drivers okay those are your That's three types three types of frisbees okay so is there um yes. do you have do you have a caddy that has to carry these like little things in like a little special bag there is a backpack <laughs> Oh or, a, or a little like you know like it kind of almost looks like one of the a cooler that you that you, that you pull it's not, it's, it's not just like 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 a a fanny pack sort of like a little right. yeah. thing that you can just or like a, a plastic or, shopping bag no these are <laughs> they, they, like, they, they, they kind of look like you would put your record collection in them if you were yeah. a dj uh -huh. and that's how you were going out uh but i they, would respect they, these guys they they did use the or a milk crate, you know, that's, yeah. uh, that's how they're carrying them around. Um, but yeah, you know, and then there's various within the realm of different drivers and mid ranges and putters, there's different levels of flippiness and stability, overstability, understability. So most disc golfers have you know, 10 to 20 disc golf or discs in their bag at any one time. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see this broadcast become a super popular sport, so we can see an enraged, oh sure, disc golfer. Yeah, they're gonna throw plastic at me. Oh no! <laughs> Just like try, try to away. do, try to do something where he snaps his disc in half you know like a golfer would do where you break and it just <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of bruises his uh. his shorts. Um, okay, I imagine too there's gonna be a movie out. You know, like we've seen like the snobs versus the slobs kind of thing. But this is like the slobs versus this like slightly less slobs. The slightly less slobs. <laughs> okay, disc golf. All right. Uh all right, Michael, what's your second one? Uh my second choice is one that has fascinated me that I've never actually uh seen too much of, but I, I love it for um kind of historical like childhood reasons. Um oh. And visually, I really enjoy just the idea of um, highlight, uh, oh, which, cool. yeah. which is like, uh, uh, I think it's Spanish in origin, but basically it's, you're kind of like playing basically like a handball or like a, uh, what's the, like a racquetball almost type game where you're I in like, it was like harder than that. Is it? Oh, that's the game. The that's the sport. Oh no, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is like uh, the court I think is. I don't know if it's the same size, but it's a similar sort of idea of like you're in like kind of a, a walled in sort of area and you have like this claw device mm -hmm. that you can whip like just this ball at, as Richard just said, like at two, you know, 150 to 200 miles an hour, like around this court. Wow. And you have to have like protective like helmets and shoulder pads. Um, I'm mostly interested in this because of how extremely dangerous it is. But as a child, uh, one of my most favorite G.I. Joe toys was this character named Frag Viper. And Frag <laughs> Viper was a, a Cobra a villain, and he was a Cobra Grenadier. And what he had is he had basically like a highlight sort of like, um, you know, kind of curved blade thing that you clipped onto his, um, you know, Kung Fu grip hand. And um, he had like these little tiny grenades that you could like pretend to throw. And I love the idea of like just this guy that's out there that's like, I don't know, maybe he's Portuguese and maybe he came to Cobra and was just like, listen, I have this one incredible skill and I can <laughs> huck these balls as, as hard as you can possibly imagine. 
And um, I would like to do that at the GI Joes, but instead of balls, I want grenades. And I like the idea that maybe he's Spanish because it's highlight. So he'll yeah. only throw the balls from go. like 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. and then take a two-hour lunch. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And he's done for. But do you, uh, who do you think was like... more accepting? It seems like the the uh, Cobra commanders were a lot more open-minded to different people. Like the GI Joes were pretty, they, they had like a Scotsman and all kind of different stuff. Right. But like, well, sure. They had, I mean, they, they, they uh, recruited from, you know, every sort of um, background, but I would say the Cobra, yeah. of course, they're into, you know, they had the dreadnoughts, you know, these kind yeah. of people from the swamp that were just like, Oh, what are you? I'm, my name is a, <laughs> you know, Ripper. What do you do? I tear things up. And here's this blowtorch over here. I've got Ripper and all these guys. What do you do? I just we just cut stuff up. We live in a swamp. You're on the team. We love it. Welcome. Here's a W two. Fill it out. Um, can't write, mate. All right, that's fine. We'll, all right. All right, all right. Can, can you can you rip it up? Yes. Well, we know that. We know that. Kind of but the sport itself, I, I love it because it seems like it's um very fast paced, very dangerous, and um. I don't think I've ever, I don't think we'll ever, maybe it has been an Olympic sport, but I don't know. It seems too, it seems like nothing that like a, a Americans will ever really get into, you know? Um, and so I don't think it'll ever kind of make the stage of like an Olympic mm -hmm. thing. It seems something that is so generic and specific or, or so specific that it'll, uh, it'll never, it'll never catch on worldwide. I, th I love that. It's very specific to almost like a, a, uh, Latin American or like a Spanish, Portuguese kind of like they're the only people that are getting into it. Do you think it's I, it's inability to be televised or watched viewed over television is a challenge? Is that hmm. I mean that's the balls moving too fast? Yeah, is that is that reason the reason why uh, ping pong's pretty fast? But we still well, I love that idea. I love the idea of just them. You know, they do that with like uh, when when they had that old hockey feature, Richard. Oh, the glowing uh, puck glowing puck yeah put the highlight put that on a highlight ball it just looks like it, insanity on there it looks like a screensaver the only thing i know about highlight is the episode of miami vice mm. where the highlight player gets framed for murder and then sees the cops coming to arrest him and gets distracted and the ball bongs off his head and kills him <laughs> oh god that's what i remember is that miami vice episode give the people what they want i think is the yeah i mean if you're <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's instead of Chekhov's gun, it's Crockett's uh, highlight ball. If it makes an appearance in the first act, it has to hang off somebody's head yeah. in the third act. Uh, okay, Richard, what's your second? All right, what is my second? My second is sprint car racing. So this is a very specific type of car racing. Um, these are the cars that primarily run either, on, they can run either on dirt or pavement, but on short tracks, short ovals. And they're just very bizarre looking. Um, they oftentimes have giant wings on the top. They have their open wheels, so there's no fenders. Uh, they have kind of an open roll cage, so you can kind of see everyone inside what they're doing. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. Guys, guys just drinking a cola. <laughs> smoking, smoking what's that guy doing? He's just hanging out. He's picking his nose. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a sprint. There's some sprint cars right there for our, our video viewers. Um, you know, I grew up watching sprint car racing. I have an interest in auto racing, but sprint car racing is the one thing I was truly passionate about. 
I just think that it's it's a one of the big complaints that people, including myself, have about like say NASCAR, is that it's five hundred laps or five hundred miles or however long a race is, man. That's too much. These races can go on for like four hours. And I like auto racing. I don't like four hours of auto racing. Yes. That's too much. It's too damn much. And these sprint, sprint car races are typically anywhere between 20 and 30 laps. You know, a the feature event of the night you can maybe go a, last a half hour long. That's a good amount of auto racing in any one sitting. And the tracks are like maybe a half mile long or shorter. And you've got 20 to 24 cars on the track for the main event. So you've constantly got cars passing each other and action and accidents and, 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 you know, cars next to each other and fighting for position. So that makes it really cool too. It's kind of a dying sport. Um, obviously, obviously this is, if you go back to the early days of auto racing through say 19, the 1960s, your guys like AJ Foyt and Mario Andretti and all these like huge, names in American racing got their start racing sprint cars. And even today you still have that, you know, guys, NASCAR guys like Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet and a few other guys have come from the sprint car ranks, but there just aren't as many tracks as there used to be. Uh, it's harder to keep tracks open. The finances are not as, do not make as much sense as they used to. So it's kind of sad for me to see tracks closing down I know the one Bakersfield that I've been to a few times may be closing down after this year. And it's definitely a part of small town Americana. And for me growing up in a small town and, and having my local sprint car track be just what you did on one of the things that you did on a Saturday night, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a nostalgia factor for me. Is it something where they they still take it pretty seriously, like within once you once you're in the culture, it's all very kind of serious, or is it something where there's a theatricality to it, like a, like a demolition derby or something where it's all? Kind oh, of... it's taken very seriously. I mean, these are especially when you get to like the big national touring series, like their version of NASCAR, the, like the World of Outlaws or USAC. These are multi million dollar operations. Yeah, to, to run a, a car for a year, so definitely a business. Okay. Well, who were the sponsors? Like, it's not like you would have like a Home Depot on the path. You would have like, like, a, like a, Napa, a Napa, a Napa or like a, a, a gum out, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, a lot of mo automotive type sponsors. Yeah. Parts and stuff like that. Basketball well, shops. Uh, so we're going into our ha second half. I haven't asked uh, you, the viewing audience or listening audience, to do us a solid. Go back and uh, listen to past episodes. Give us a rating if you wouldn't mind on any of the platforms that we're on. You know, our YouTube uh, space is uh, starting to get populated a little bit. Uh, it always has been going thanks to Richard's um, cunning uh, uh, ability to master media and have it go around everywhere. But we've uh, changed things up there a little bit. Um, since YouTube has been bracing podcasting. So go over there if you want to uh, leave comments. And um, uh, in the second half, I'm going to, I'm going to invite these gentlemen. Uh, we were, before the show started, uh, Michael and I were talking a little bit about the team that the Harlem Globetrotters play or have the most memorable one for people, the Washington Generals. 
and how they've and the Globetrotters have made basketball into a comedy thing. I, I want to see if there's a com a way we can work comedy into like bowling or disc golf or something. Which of these would be the best for like a touring comedy team? But highlight? I don't know. Um, so wacky that highlight bloopers, wacky, crazy highlight people with uh, sweet Georgia Brown playing. Um, okay, but uh, we're now in in the third round. And Michael, what do you, what's your choice? Uh, my third round. I'm going to pull up my list right here, real quick. Is the uh, pool game? I guess billiards type game of snooker. Ooh, oh, how well. very how very British of you, Michael. It is very British, and um, I'm fascinated by the upscale snobbery of snooker. This thing that, um, uh, you know, you play the idea of pool. You go to a pool hall, kind of seedy. Uh, you know, you can see pool like kind of nine ball on TV, and uh, you know, I grew up like so many of us, like watching uh, various people play pool on TV, and it's fascinating for like an hour, right? You're like twenty minutes. You can watch people kind of knock this ball around or you have like that great uh i don't remember her name but there's like a, a women's champion who is this an asian lady who is like the the Jeanette Lee, the black, the black widow the black widow thank you like you know just fascinated by that that sort of aspect it almost feels like uh just having that nickname like a wwf sort of thing but snooker is this game which is you know you ha it's it's like a, any sort of billiards thing but it's very specific the balls are a little bit smaller they're different colors but they're not the same colors look at that look at that man snooking around i don't know he to, looks like... he's got a barbecue tongs that he's going after it with. <laughs> how many how many things does he get to take with him out on this <laughs> they have their full set of tools that they keep in a, a you know kind of a milk crate that they lug around <laughs> right <laughs> um but it's it's a game that's a you know slightly more refined although you're doing exactly the same thing and I think I'm most interested in it um, because there's a, a British actor, comedian, who, like, uh, have you seen a, a, The Mighty Boosh? With, like, yeah, Noel, Fielding, who's on, Noel Fielding, who's on a, um, who does a, a great British uh, bake-off now. But his partner, um, Julian Barrett, who's, like, the kind of more schlubby, downtrodden kind of duo, the uh, uh, you know, kind of a partner of his like all he does is like watch snooker <laughs> like he doesn't do he like he doesn't like to go to be on any sort of other show he does a little bit of acting here and there but like he's like obsessed with snooker and i, I read about this and i was like oh what is so interesting about this weird thing that is only played by like rich people now and only into by like uh it's just it's just kind of like a it's like it's just like a billiards that's all but it has very specific like billiards type rules mm -hmm. and you got you know it's your it's it's a game about scoring points more than it is a game about um you know getting in the last ball or i i guess or whatever it is in in oh, nine ball okay. I, they don't get you know if you're playing like a nine ball thing your goal is to get the last ball in not necessarily to get the most in or maybe i'm wrong hmm. i i don't know i don't watch that well, you're right the goal is to get the nine ball in Okay, so okay, but and you have to do oh you have to do it like in order in an right? order yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's more like a point based thing, and the balls are small. But I just uh, I I don't know. It also could be that it's just the name, Snooker. 
and it's just so <laughs> delightful and it's, it sounds so sweet and it also sounds so british it's that kind of weird kind of uh dichotomy of like the british are so uh, you know, kind of straightforward and deadpan at times, but then there's because of that, there's this incredibly silly side of like just their entire universe. And I love I love the idea that there are these uh, very kind of uh, uh, highfalutin people playing a thing called snooker. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you've got people dressing in in tuxedo pants and vests and white button-up shirts playing uh, snooker. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. <laughs> like they're going to go, they got to go do a set at the Magic Castle afterwards. <laughs> yeah, or, they, or, they're, or they're, they'll be by shortly with some uh, hors d'oeuvres for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can we, yeah, can you step in for me? I got to go park some cars uh, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I love that in all of these weird sports that there's some region where you can in school be on the team for this like there's probably a sprint car team in alabama mm. somewhere right where you get a grade school high school credit i don't know like, about that do you think know. in england That's pretty expensive you think in england they say well i've got the maths and then there's <laughs> english and then i've got to go to my snooker i don't want to skip snooker i'll, I'll, get, I'll get a b I don't want to get a B minus in snooker. <laughs> uh, oh, your yeah, I have to complete my O levels in snooker. My O levels <laughs> in snooker. Fucking people. Uh, how did the How did the Kinks? How did the Kinks never make a concept album out of snooker? Yeah, <laughs> good question. Very good question. Perfect. Uh, perfect thing. Richard, okay, funny snooker. Is there a funny comedy snooker team? I bet there is. It oh, sounds like the uh, or you can do trick shots. Yeah, that that seems like that's a easy one. Yeah, I know there's trick All shots right. in the billiards. So, yeah. All right, uh, what's your third, Richard? My third one is pickleball. Another fast, another fast growing sport that this yeah. one that I've never played nor understand. You sure you don't want to choose paddleball because it's been out there just floating out there on the. I, I know you've had that up on the screen for a while now, but no, I'll go with pickleball. Okay. Okay. Um, which, from what I can tell, is played on a tennis court, but only using part of the tennis court. And you use a plastic ball, like a wiffle ball, and a big wooden paddle. Mm. Yeah. And this sounds, it starts to sound when you try and figure out the rules of it, it sounds suspiciously like Rolf Ball, a oh, game sure. that, that oh. our former guest, Scott Jones, claims. Um, Claims to who to have uh, played in elementary school, but I don't think it's a real sport. I'm still not entirely convinced that pickleball is a real sport, either. Even though millions of people apparently are playing it, and one of the yeah. things that one of the reasons I picked this was because there is now there there are now I should say these feuds between tennis players and pickleball yes. players. I love over this over the rights to use the court because mm -hmm. pickleball players are coming out and demanding to have x number of hours a day to be able to play pickleball the tennis players are feeling like that their tennis courts are being overrun by pickleball players and it's a big mm. territorial pissing match i love that like cicada like uh, uh infestation of all of this stuff 
I love that that there that the tennis the tennis Edos. What do you want to call them? What is a tennis player called? A ten, tennis player. Tennis, the tennisers. Tennistas. The tennistas. Yes. <laughs> the tennistas are up in arms over the people that uh, want to play on like that are playing like an abridged version of their game it's it's like a it's like it's being dumbed down like they can't believe they are so uh enraged by this they're doing the same thing they're hitting a the ball with a paddle get over yourselves and i, I yes. and I like, I like the fact that people i mean i i appreciate pickleball for in the standpoint that for people, especially the elderly, it gives mm-hmm. them an activity to go do that's not as taxing on them. But wasn't tennis the sport for all elderly people to play if they wanted to be active? Yes. Didn't that used to be it? So we basically decided that tennis, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. too much activity. Let's let's take that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about pickleball, but it, the people who play it seem like they want to have sex with each other afterwards. Like it seems like a like a key party sort of thing. Yeah, like a key party thing. Like, hey, you want to go do this? And then it seems like there's a guy who's kind of a Lothario guy who's got a bunch of rackets. He's got all the gear, and it just seems like a pre pre coitus kind of thing to me. I I don't know. I'd say it's the horniest non major sport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I can make it creepy with that one. Uh, okay, yeah. Michael, what's your fourth? What's your fourth one? Okay, uh, my fourth choice. Gonna bring it up here. Uh, it's horse racing, but it's not oh. just regular horse racing. It's that one with a little basket that's pulling them oh. behind. It, it's People harness are... racing. Yeah, harness, harness racing. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I enjoy harness racing because it doesn't feel like the horses are um, being run to death. Because part of harness racing is the horses can't run their fastest. They have to run at a trot. And I appreciate that, that these horses have to like slowly run around a racetrack, dragging some guy in like a basket behind them on wheels. And it feels very um, gentle is not quite the right word, but it doesn't sound too bad for the horses. Mm-hmm. They're not being mm-hmm. asked. They're being asked to pull something. They can do it. They're not being asked Poor to run horse. their fastest. You know, they're a horse. That's what they're supposed to do. No, yeah. I, I love I love this pick. I, I love that it is essentially the speed walking of equine. Yes, sports. that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. This this is look at this. Look if you can watch our YouTube channel, it is just some poor schmo being pulled behind yeah. a horse. And God, uh, if that horse happens to defecate while he's trotting, uh, <laughs> man, that's the- on. That's literally on you. Love it. <laughs> think the rider has any control over what the horse is doing at this point. <laughs> or is he just literally along for the ride? He's just saying, like, where, go where you want to go. We're fine. Yeah. He can't spur, the rider can't spur him, or doesn't seem like there's any way to do the it's kind like of... Um... Pull on the reins a little bit, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe they have, maybe they have, like, a little... Maybe they have like a little like, you know, riding crop, but they're, you know, they're like, they're hitting the horse in a way that like someone's just getting into like kinky sex, but they're just like, not, they're not really yeah. going at it. They're just like, ah, ha, ha. go, go horse. Yeah. Get just go trot a little faster. Can you just, can you just increase your pace? And then the horse is like, ah, I got nowhere else to be. This is fine. I get some carrots at the end, I assume. 
I'm for it. It does uh, seem like please, yeah, please don't come at me about how horrible a sport this is and just ruin my this imaginary <laughs> thing. Where obviously they, these horses are mistreated because we mistreat all animals in this mm -hmm. sort of way. But you know, in my imagination, um, it's not like a centurion is like going around the Colosseum and you know at the end is a tiger that mauls everybody, the horse included. It's a little man in a basket. Mm -hmm. It's interesting here. This isn't Ben Hurst. Like yeah. the all the terminology, head pole, the head number, mm. overcheck, the breast collar, the, the shaft. Oh, the shaft is an interesting place. The hobby shin boot. There's no, there's nothing here that's labeled the horse whacker or anything that. Mm. Maybe the shaft. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it does seem like a more humane thing. It does seem like it evolved out of like horse racing evolved out of like being a cowboy and this kind of evolved out of going to get groceries or something like it shouldn't... <laughs> i love that i would like to see like a little like sidecar on the side oh you know? yeah like a motorcycle just put there's you your know, comedy right there because sidecars put it, put it, comedy. yeah but yeah. a little chimp in there as like the person like the chimp is yeah. has to be like you have, to have an animal over a certain mm -hmm. weight your choice mm -hmm. an armadillo yeah fine a chimpanzee a small <laughs> chimpanzee that's fine let's get something else uh, more difficult and then you just have uh, it's like a pokemon uh, the sort of thing <laughs> it's like the equestrian <laughs> version of of an astromech droid that they have <laughs> hanging out <there>. yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah let's do that like he's <laughs> oh that's fun okay uh all right this is uh the last choice that you have here richard paddle paddle game is i took paddle game off so I mean, I can. Oh. I got it. I got it loaded. I got it ready. Oh, please! Yeah. Um, why does why isn't Jeff coming in over the top and like saying this is one of my choices? You used to be able to do that. You were you you guys are sports. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Coming in over to the you. top. Or Richard, go ahead and do yours, and then. Okay, it's not going to matter ready. because Jeff's going to take it out. Well, it might but, be. No, but he might uh, just not choose uh, one of mine. It's fine. Uh, my last choice is curling. Hmm. Excellent. Remember back remember back in 2018 when we were all nuts for curling when the sure. US oh. men won the yeah. gold medal in the in the I believe it was in South Korea in the Olympics and curling fever spread throughout the nation. I remember oh, yeah. watching it late night here on the West Coast and being on Facebook live blogging or whatever I was doing about it and like Dozens of my friends were doing the same thing, and it became like a like this cool activity. And, and we even had friends, I believe, who went and did some curling classes and tried did like a how to how to learn how to curl sort of thing. Flash forward six years, nobody's curling. You know why? Because it looks like they really it looks. Equal parts ridiculous and dangerous. It's not like cool dangerous like highlight, but it, I do feel very confident I'm going to slip and fall if I go out on the ice, and if I try to bend over to to uh, throw the, the 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 rock down the ice, mm -hmm. I will throw my back out. Hundred percent. Yeah. It does seem like it could be help like it's a something where the lot almost like ballet where you have to be strong but also flexible and and uh 
it seems like very something that an older person could probably, although I don't see a bunch of old people from... playing it. Yeah. No, Jesus, again, I can stretch out. The slip and fall uh, danger, I think, kind of precludes it from uh, from being a good choice for the elderly. Yeah. The, what, the, what, the broken hip uh, risk. Yeah. What about sprint car racing? Is that something good for the elderly, or are you? Is that is that a? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you especially if you do like Death Race two thousand, you just put them on the track yeah. as moving targets. You're like, look, I've got a terminal disease. My my end is not going to be good no matter what. Put me in that car. Put me in well, that at least car. make it entertaining for everybody. Yeah, I want to go out big. Uh, so no, no, not joking about that, of course. Okay, curling. All right, curling. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, coming in over the top, guys. Um, it's uh, it's something that started out as actually something in a novel, um, and a kind of conceptual thing that became a sport, but. Uh, Chess boxing. Um, I've oh, always been fascinated nice. by chess. By chess boxing, um, it was um, it was invented by a French comic book artist Anki Bilal and adapted by Dutch performance artist Lepe Rubing as an art performance, and has since grown into a competitive sport. It's popular in the UK, India, Finland, and Russia. Um, but I think it's just amazing that you know we think of of um, early, earlier we were talking about. I think that the attributes that a, an athlete has to have and you have to be good at boxing and good at chess at the same time. And I always think it's amazing to think that if you were, if you were losing in a round of, of boxing, but you, then you think, Oh fuck, I got to checkmate this guy. This, when we sit down and actually play chess or I'm screwed. So, um, so basically the question is where, whether Gary Kasparov, could hide, could run away from an actual yeah. boxer for a few minutes yeah. as he chases yeah. them around the ring to go yeah. long enough to get to the chess part of it. Yeah, like, like Jerry Lewis running running away from, from Joe. Yes, Lewis. I yeah. Gary, Gary Kasparov. And I, Glavin! <laughs> oh, lady, don't hit me with a purse in the glove and the eye. <laughs> Yeah, so I that's that's my that's my um, vote, which uh, I, I'm kind of Love fascinated it. by, uh, chess like boxing, it. because I'm good at neither, um, so I would just lose, <laughs> and then they kind of kick my ass and then beat me in chess. So it would just be a nightmare. All right, well, uh, we want to invite you to comment on the uh, uh, YouTube if you are watching this on YouTube or listening out on the podcast to comment what you think your favorite non-major sport. Would be, and then let me, let me know if you think I picked ones that you liked. Um, but uh, maybe maybe it's because um, it's kind of a a nostalgic thing for for Richard, and it's talking about some of these oddball sports that are um, losing the war to other things. That sprint sprint car racing. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, just I have. I, I remember as a kid watching commercials for somehow they had commercials for highlight on TV in Kansas city. I don't know why. No, I think it was when you won the period of our era to showcase on, on um, the price is right. Price they right. showed, they, they showed like highlight or something was like the sport that you were going to go watch. Oh, That's like a very Acapulco sort of thing. Acapulco. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that was, uh, and later on you realize that, that Bob Barker was just in the pocket of Acapulco. Um, <laughs> big big pulco. Yep, big pulco. Uh, let's go. Let's go with harness racing because it seems like something they would do in the Music Man. Uh, <laughs> 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 the 
good reason. Yeah, for eating taffy uh, mm. while they do that. And so I guess that's three. And then, um, um, I don't know, just because I hope old people do stay fit and are out there boning each other. Let's do it. Let's do pickleball. <laughs> the best way nice. to save it. Yeah. Nice. Wait, what was what was the fourth one, Richard? That was harness racing? No. Fourth one. Well, you oh, did I, put, did I put curling. High, high. I screwed it up. Curling. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Okay. All right. Uh, this Pope has been perfect. <laughs> Pope is perfect. This has been the Mount Rushmore of non-major sports. I'm always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. I like sponsors. 